0: This is the New York Sports Minute with your host, Morgan Eck. All right, what's up, everyone? It is Friday, January 27th. And as always, welcome to the New York Sports Minute podcast. We have a lot going on this weekend. I don't know about you, I love that we're almost out of January. Like, January feels like that first, like, mini victory of the year. And it's it's been a pretty easy January this year, but I'm excited for February Excited for the championship games we have this weekend with the Niners going to Philly and we got the Bengals going to Kansas City. So we obviously have a lot to talk about. You know, this episode is going to be pretty straightforward. What I want to do this week is just really kind of close the book on the state of New York football in the 2022 seasons for both the Giants and the Jets. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the first couple minutes breaking down the Giants season. We'll obviously get into the Eagles loss and just overall why I'm so excited moving into the future. I then also have a good friend on. His name's Dan from New Jersey. Dan is a die-hard Jets fan and will give us his take on what the Jets need moving forward and just overall his thoughts on the on the season. So we have a lot to get through. It's going to be a fun fun episode and let's jump right in. Hey, taxi. So obviously last weekend sucked. I'm not gonna say there was any moral victories. The Giants lost 38 to seven. It sucked. Losing to what feels like now your older brother is obviously the worst. You know, losing 38 to 7 was embarrassing. It was an awful night. There's just no real way of putting it. Um, but what what I think what sucked about losing 38 to 7 last weekend was I think we all knew that was gonna happen. Like on the show, I said I thought the Giants were gonna win because I was obviously being a little cocky. But as the day got closer and all of a sudden, as Saturday came around, I woke up, you know, went to the bar with some friends. Like, we all started to look around being like, we might get blown out this game. Like, we could easily have a game like we did on December 11th where we lost 41-22. to 22. It just sort of felt like it was coming, and I didn't have that confidence that I had for the uh, the Vikings game on the same, you know, when I woke up for the Vikings game. But, you know, the first drive happens, and Devontae Smith catches that 50-yard catch, and I'm like, okay. And very quickly, the Giants all of a sudden went tw- down 21-0 in the first quarter, and, and immediately I think everyone in the world knew the game was over. And so when I when I think about to the the reasons why the Giants lost this game, it really goes back to the kind of three things that I spoke about going into the game. Um, you know, the first thing I've been saying all year long was this: Giants team was not capable of overcoming big turnovers, right? You know, the Giants team had outperformed its overall its talent because they were number two in turning the ball over this year. They are sorry, number two in protecting the ball this year, and so the Giants turned the ball over two times in the first three drives. You know, Brian Dable went for it on fourth and seven on the, the second drive of the game. Uh, that led to an uh, Eagles touchdown. And then Daniel Jones obviously threw that interception, which led to a touchdown to make it 21-0. And so, like I said, there are certain teams that can't overcome turnovers. The Giants obviously lost the turnover battle on Saturday, and, and that, to me, was the number one thing. The number two thing I said that could not happen was the Eagles could not run all over us. And they ran all over us. Um, the Eagles had 260 rushing yards. They had touchdowns from Jalen Hurts, um, I believe Miles Sanders, and of course Boston Scott, who just is the, the Giant skiller man. He is just brutal to this Giants team. And then I also said the Giants, you know, they couldn't let the Eagles pass rush do what it does, which is be the number one pass rush in the league. And guess what? The Giants gave up six sacks. Uh, Hassan Reddick had a big game, and just Daniel Jones never found his rhythm. And so. I think the nightmare that we were afraid of was going to happen. It happened. We turned the ball over. We couldn't stop the run. We couldn't stop their pass rush. And the Eagles won that game. Um, that being said, I would much rather lose a game 38-7 to than lose on like a last-second field goal. Like it was fine. Like I, I came to the conclusion in about 20 minutes that the Giants were not going to win this game. We were not talented enough to win this game. The Eagles are a much better team. And I kind of came to grips with that within a couple hours. Whereas if you had told me we would have played like a back and forth game, it was very even and we lost on like a last second field goal or, you know, we lost on a Daniel Jones interception, something like that. That to me would have been much more devastating because you would have played the what if game, right? But as a fan, if I'm going to lose, I would rather get blown out because I don't want to play the what if game. And in fact, it actually just kind of show the giants. I think where they are in the grand scheme of the best talent in the NFL, which is they still have a lot of work to do. Um, but all in all, listen, the Giants have had an amazing season. Like it sucks they lost to the Eagles. It sucks that it happened on Saturday night on primetime. But all in all, I mean, you have to be really excited on on where this Giants team is, right? You know, coming into the season they were 4 and 13 in 2021, as we've talked about a lot on the show, they were the laughingstock of the league. But we brought on a new GM, we brought on a new coach. We had questions about Daniel Jones and some of our young players and you know, we totally turned the season around by going 9-7-1, and one, getting that second wildcard spot and, and making the playoffs, right? And so, as a fan, you have to be so much happier about the foundation and the culture that's being built in East Rutherford, right? You know, when I think about it, like, we had so many fun, huge wins this year against, you know, obviously the big games against opening night against the Titans. They had a huge win against the Ravens at home, which we feel like we've never done Um, big win against the Packers in London, which we never beat Aaron Rodgers, So that was a lot of fun. We beat the commanders obviously in kind of that must win game. And, you know, the Vikings was the first playoff win since I think 2012. So all in all, it was just, you know, it was such a great season in the sense of like, I'm not embarrassed to be a Giants fan anymore. And that's the best part, right? I'm not like, I used to be so embarrassed. I used to to be like wearing a paper bag over my head because I was so embarrassed to be a fan. Whereas now it's just, you know, we know we have a good foundation. We know we have the quarterback moving forward. We know we have really good young players like an Andrew Thomas, um, like a Dexter Lawrence, right? And so, and we know we have a coach and a GM that's going to put us in a position to succeed. So when I look back at the season, I'm obviously going to think a little bit about that Eagles game, but I'm more going to think about it. finally feels good to be, you know, a fan of big blue, which is is all you can ask for. But this honeymoon phase is going to is going to uh, wear down pretty quickly. I mean, this is a very big offseason for the Giants this year. You know, when I look at it, there are four critical guys that they need to find a way to sign long-term, um, you know, going into this next season. The first is obviously Daniel Jones. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is a free agent. He has expressed his desire to come back. I am hearing more and more that the Giants and Jones are close on a four-year deal, which would probably put him at like one thirty to $140 million. I would be genuinely shocked if Daniel Jones wasn't the quarterback next year and moving into the future. Now, listen, a lot of teams need quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones will be in demand, even by a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks, maybe or even our cross-down team, the New York Jets. So there's going to be teams that want Daniel, but I think he comes back because he knows the the power that Brian Dable has on his career. The second question mark is going to be Saquon. Um, This one to me is a lot harder in that Saquon – had an MVP caliber year this year. You know, he, he rushed for over 1300 yards. He had his career high 295 carries, which was the most in the NFL. He had 10 touchdowns. He didn't miss a game. It really felt like he never missed a down, right? I know he had some injuries in the middle that he played through, but all in all, he had an MVP caliber year and he deserves to get paid. I just don't know if the Giants are going to give him the Christian McCaffrey contract of like 15 million a year for four years. Now, Saquon did say he'll take a pay cut to come back here more or less, but my gut says if I'm a, the Giants GM, Joe Sheen, I bet they sign Daniel Jones to a four year contract. They lock in the quarterback, and I think they'll give Saquon Barkley the franchise tag, which is a one year contract for $10 million for a running back. And then at that point, they'll probably cut him loose next year, like I've been saying. So I think that's what happens. But I do think both of those guys will be back, you know, week one next year. The third guy they need to figure out, and this one is I really don't know which direction they'll go, is their defensive captain, Julian Love, as is, is a free agent as well. Love was drafted by the Giants. He came up through the ranks. He started to play more and more once guys like Xavier McKinney got hurt. And he was awesome this year. He obviously had that big pick against the Ravens, but I think they're going to have to find a way to bring him back. I, I saw he's going to be looking for like an eight $9 million contract per year, which I think they can afford. So he's a big one they're going to have to bring back. And the fourth guy they gotta think about bringing back is is Dexter Lawrence. Now Dexter Lawrence is still has one more year under contract, but he's gonna be demanding an extension. You know, he was second team all pro for a defensive lineman. He was, you know, arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the league. And you could really argue who's the MVP of this Giants team. And so I'm very curious to see what they do with Dex. My guess is they extend him this year. Um so the Giants have a big offseason. You know, they have over fifty million in cap, which they haven't had in a long time, but You know, it's going to be a priority for them to bring back guys like Daniel Jones, Saquon, uh, Julian Love. They have some good picks in the draft. I think they have eight overall picks that they have to work through in the draft and a draft that does have a lot of really good wide receiver talent. So hopefully that gets addressed. But, you know, beyond bringing those people back, they do have some holes they need to fill. Um, You know, some of those holes include interior offensive linemen, some of those holes include wide receiver, obviously, because they really only have two guys with Isaiah Hodgins and wandale robinson if you think he'll be healthy and then they got to find linebackers i think the eagles game showed they just can't stop the run and so they're going to find a way they need to find a way to get some linebackers so all in all though i you know i, I have to say this team is in heading in the right direction i'm very excited as a fan to be you know heading in this direction if you had told me to sign up for the season i would have signed on the dotted line no problem and if you think about who the mvp of this year was to me it had to be saquon barkley just the year he had coming off injuries, how much he's given to this team has been so, you know, so much over the years. So all in all, you know, we can go into the stats more, we can recap the Eagles game more, but just wanted to kind of start this episode by saying, I'm very excited for where the giants are heading. I think they have a lot to be proud of. I think this off season is going to be important, but I think having a guy like Joe Shane as your GM makes you feel very confident. And yeah, you know, I'm very excited for week one of next year. I think it's going to be a great year. And so, you know, with that, I now want to transition into the fun part of the episode, which is talking about the Jets. This podcast has not given the Jets enough love over the past couple weeks because their season has been over really since that terrible Thursday night loss to the Jaguars. Uh, I remember on that gross rainy night right before the holidays. So that's where we're going to go next. And so with that, let's get into the interview with my buddy Dan from New Jersey. Let's do it. Blue, twenty-two hot. All right. What's up, everyone? Really excited to welcome a good friend of mine to the show. Probably one of the biggest Jets fans I know. And that is my good friend, Dan. Dan, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show.
1: Morgan, it is an absolute pleasure. I'm absolutely honored to be on the show today. Um, being considered one of the top Jets fans. Uh, it just, it feels great. I feel really honored to be here. So thanks.
0: Yeah, of course, man. And, and listen, I will start with, I feel like you've been a little bit in hot water with jets nation lately i feel like you kind of took a you take a very serious approach to your fanhood you had some negative takes this year would love for you to maybe explain to the audience like who is who is uh who's dan and like what's your fanhood all about
1: yeah thanks because i really needed this this to um to explain myself because i'm just a very critical fan of this franchise in particular and with all my teams really because i think the standard that we should be striving to meet is a super bowl championship contending team i think that's what every team in the national football league should be aspiring to be at some point point. and so as a fan i'm super critical and especially in a conference filled with joe burrows justin herberts lamar jackson's josh allen you, you need a quarterback to compete in this conference and that's why i'm super critical of this team in particular this jets team and um that that's all it's coming from. I'm just super loyal to this team. Always, I love this team, but it, it's coming from a good spot. I just want this team to be able to compete for Super Bowls one day. Yeah. And so me being critical, that's that's just a reflection of that.
0: No, and I, I think honestly, you represent the the average Jets fan, right? You you represent the the average guy from Jersey or New York, right? You're originally mm-hmm. from Jersey, so that's why I want to have you on the show, but. You know, just for, for the viewers, right, This this the, the goal of this show, right, is to kind of bookend both the Giants and the Jets seasons, which I think were kind of both up and down for a lot of people. But we'll be curious, Dan, like, what was your reaction to this this Jets team that came into the year 4-13 two years ago? Um, they ended up winning seven games this year. We'll just be curious, like, what was your overall reaction the season?
1: A little disheartening. And I know that's kind of surprising because the rookie class was really good. And we did go 7-10, and 10, but... If you really take a deep dive in that in those seven wins, like five of them came against backups, you're including one miracle win against Cleveland, like the, the record in itself on face it's, it's kind of it's kind of fraudulent but. um it's, it's just tough because this whole team is really characterized by the quarterback in the front office and the coach. And I don't think you got a lot of good signs from from either of those signs, from either of those sides, because um, Wilson obviously was a disaster. And now we're restarting that quarterback once again. The head coach, it remains to be seen now him and the, the GM that got playoff mandates. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Morgan. That's it's kind of I'm kind of confused on this whole season, honestly.
0: Yeah, but as as a Giants fan looking in, I've always respected the Jets. I like the Jets when they're good. It makes the city more fun. Like, I feel like overall, you got to take it. I mean, they won seven games. Mm. You guys have a very good young core group that Joe Douglas brought in. You know, Brees Hall obviously being a, a very good running back, even though he's hurt. Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson should be offensive rookie of the year. Sauce Gardner should be defensive rookie of the year. And honestly, he is a running for defensive player of the year. You got good guys, you know, young guys on the line, like Elijah Vera Tucker. I mean, I know he got hurt too, but just like you guys have the foundation. And Mm. I don't know if it feels to me, Dan, a little bit like what the 49ers did, like what the Bengals did, like kind of like what the chiefs did before Mahomes, which is Joe Douglas and the team have decided they're going to build a very good foundation. They're going to have good weapons. They're going to have a top five defense. And now they're just kind of waiting for that quarterback. Like that's to me what it feels like if they get the right quarterback this season, it could be 12 wins. Like it could be that sort of turnaround. So it's while I understand you're disappointed, it's at the same time, it's not all for nothing, right? Cause you do have yeah. a very good foundation in place.
1: It's, it's a quarterback's league. Always has been, always will be. And we're not breaking any news with that, but it, it does feel good because we are a quarterback away. We are. And there's enough there that you could fill in the pieces with, with a good free agency class and a good draft class, but we just got to get the quarterback, right? If we can get the quarterback, right. There's enough there that we could definitely be in the playoffs. And if things go our way, but you know, like I was saying before, Morgan, the conference it's loaded with quarterbacks and we don't have one. It's, it's that plain and simple.
0: No, I get it, man. I mean, so listen, so we, the, you're going into this off season. You the first need is a quarterback. Yeah. There's a lot of big name quarterbacks out there, man. Like, there is obviously people are talking about Aaron Rodgers. We don't know if he's going to demand a trade, if he's going to retire. Um, you know, the Jets just brought on offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, who was the coach of the Broncos, who has big ties to Aaron Rodgers. So, Rodgers could be an option. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's now a free agent, he might be an option. Tom Brady's a free agent, he might be an option. Geno Smith, like. Who is the ideal sort of candidate for you to play quarterback for this Jets team next year?
1: Uh, You know me and you know, I'm a big Mike white fan. And the reason I didn't mention him before, because he's not really a realistic option the jets are telling you that much in the sense that they're telling you, they're going to go after a vet quarterback. So as much as I would love them to kind of ride with Mike white for a little bit, um, just because he would be also be a very cheap option. I don't think there's a big leap from Mike White to, to Jimmy G. I just don't. I mean, I don't think you're – it's like different stratospheres of quarterbacks, and I think Mike White would come very cheaply, and I think you could sort of do a lesser version of the 49ers where you got like Brock Purdy there. I think like Mike White is can be a better version of that if you could load him with talent around the outside because he'll be cheap. But um, like, I, like I said, I didn't mention him before because I just don't think it's realistic because I don't think the Jets will do that. Um, so in that sense...
0: Wait, can I just cut you off real quick? I, I don't want to be conversational, but Mike White like was not good in the four games he played this year. I mean, I know he had that Bears game. He, he, was, good in, he, he was
1: good in two and a half. He was good in
0: the Bears game. He was good in two and a half. He was good in the Bears game. I think until he, he got threw hurt. Three he got yeah. hurt. I mean, so he, he threw three touchdowns in the Bears game his first game back, and everyone thought, they kind of had found something.
1: Right. Yeah. But it was great. He didn't, he didn't was have a great. touchdown in any of his other games. Touchdowns are touchdowns. Listen, he against the Vikings, he got them down the field. Like every single drive, they were just settling for field goals. They just couldn't convert in the red zone. And that happens. I, that's touchdown regression. They'll, those touchdowns will come back up next year that he just ran into some tough drives in that game. But like I said, I, I saw a lot when he was healthy. I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good. But listen, I, I I could go off on your whole show about Mike White because I love him, but I, I don't think he's realistic. I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback somewhere uh, and we'll see what happens. But in, in terms of realistic options, back to your question, like I think the best option I think is Derek Carr, considering I don't mm. think Rodgers would leave. So like, just I just worry about Carr Carr, like,
0: I just worry about him in the New York media. I feel like Every time I look up, he's like crying. Like he's always crying after games. It's wild. Like I just feel like he's a crier. He's a crier and I'm a crier. So I get it. But like, I feel like after they start, zero and two, he's just going to start crying. Like, I just feel like New York is not a city for criers. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it ate ate up Zach Wilson. It ate up Zach Wilson. And that's why Mm -hmm. it was important not to draft a BYU kid that played against a soft schedule and didn't show much in college. That's why you don't make those draft picks. And that's why I'm not very confident in this front office or this coaching staff to even develop or really hone in a veteran quarterback and strengthen his skills. Because I'm not a big believer in this whole organization as it is right now, especially with an owner that let's be honest is one of the worst owners in the league. Yeah. Plain and simple.
0: I know, but I feel like you've been a Joe Douglas hater. And
1: I feel like you look at Zach
0: Wilson was a miss. That was a legendary miss. he, I know you've been screaming from the mountaintops that if Justin Fields was on this team, they would be in the playoffs every Since single day. Since day one. Since day one. Um, but he hit on Brees Hall, he hit on Elijah Vera Tuckert, he hit on Sauce Gardner, he's hit on a lot of different guys who are, you know, contributing. I think Quinn and Williams ended up turning into an all-pro defensive tackle, right? So, like mm-hmm. he's hit on a lot of guys. I mean, he's had some misses for sure, but I don't know. I just feel like listen, man, it's hard to get the quarterback right. And he's gotten every other position. Right. And so like, are you, are you fully out on Joe Douglas or are you still I'm fully that? out?
1: I'm fully out. Quentin Williams was McKagan. So that was, and that was a True. bad That's choice. I thought yep. too, because I don't think you take defensive tackles that high, but regardless, Brees halls on one leg. So we'll see what happens with that. If he can come back, you know, th- those are always tricky, I think, but, but I don't know. It, I, I, I've been all out on Joe Douglas. I, He had a great, strong class, but listen. When you have three first-round picks in a draft, I hope you get at least two right. Like I hope, like if you're drafting that high, I hope you get a couple right. Yeah,
0: that's
1: true. So I don't know. They got a playoff mandate. That brings us to the OC hire today. Uh, Not Hackett. Say when you have a playoff mandate for your GM and your head coach, you're not going to be picking from the litter of any OC you want. You're going to get the scraps, and we got the scraps. We got the worst head coach in football to be our OC. So I. Like there's a lot of question marks.
0: Yeah, there are. There's also a lot of free agents. The Jets are not a lot, but there's a good amount of free agents. The Jets are losing, especially in the line. I think uh, George Fant and Connor McGovern are both gone. And so there's going to be a lot of question marks on that, on that offensive line. I think Tomlinson, who was a big signing at the time last year, I think he had like the worst year out of any offensive guard. Didn't he like he had a terrible year. So I don't know that to me, the the, the questions are going to be quarterback in line. I thought the Hackett's hiring was surprising just given the Broncos were 32nd in the league in offense offenses here. And I get it. He was a head coach. He wasn't calling the plays, but like you're telling me you couldn't have Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Like you're telling me those guys couldn't be at least the top 15 offense, top 20 yeah. offense. So it just, it scares me that that was the hire in January. Like I get if it was March and they still didn't hire anyone, but like, I don't know, you know what the team saw in him, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? He did well with Rogers. He did well with uh, Blake Bortles back in Jacksonville. So I don't know. Are you, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, if the Rogers stuff is, is what it is, and maybe they're bringing them in to hope Laura Aaron Rodgers to come to the jets, that would be awesome. That would be that. Then this makes this makes all the sense in the world and this is perfect. But if that's not the case, I mean, we see it all the time with, with OCs that are just in and over their head when they become a head coach and they're actually better off in that coordinator spot. So maybe that's another case yeah. of this, but um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I don't like taking the worst head coach in football with the worst offense in football and making them your OC. That just doesn't make a lot of, whole, a lot of sense to me, but um, it, it's all, like I said, it's, it's going to be a lot of dependent on obviously who the quarterback is. So we'll see, we'll see what they bring in at, at the QB spot with that.
0: All right. So I'm going to give you five names and I want you yeah. to rank them five through one. One being your most ideal situation, you know, five being the least, and don't worry about contract, don't worry about trade, just let me know like what would be your top, your top five, right? Mm. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Geno Smith.
1: One Brady, two Rodgers, three Lamar, four Carr, five Geno Smith. Easy. Wow! Give me the, give me the go Brady? number one. You love Brady he'll make us a Super Bowl contender right off the bat. It's easy. Even if it's for just one year, give me that one year. That'd be awesome. Uh, give me the two time MVP back in a uh, right in a row. Give it to me Rogers and then Lamar and then Carr. fourth. Uh, I think it's easy. Yeah.
0: I think Brady is not out of the question, by the way. Like, I, I really don't think that's not totally out of the question. Like he's not going back to Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. People say he's going to Vegas because of Josh McDaniels is the head coach out there. That was his OC up in new England, but I don't know. I don't necessarily think that's gonna happen. He's not gonna to go to San Francisco, who looks amazing with Purdy. They also mm-hmm. have Trey Lance. Um, I don't think he's going back to Foxboro at all, but I guess maybe that could happen. So, like, I don't think Miami's moving on from Tua yet. That was another rumor. Like, mm-hmm. he could be a perfect fit for the Jets that have a good off, you know, a good offensive weapons around him. You know, he is he does have a uh, real estate in New York, even though that might not be Giselles, but I could see it. I could see that him, them giving him a, a one-year or two-year contract. I mean, it'd be an electric story.
1: I would still take Mike White over him, but um, yeah, I would. I would love to see that. Why would you They'd take Mike
0: to... White over Tom Brady?
1: I just Mike White at the age of 27, hitting his prime, will be a future Super Bowl-winning quarterback. I think Mike White's it. I wow. think he's a franchise. Are you on guy. record saying that? Yes, I've been on record. I've been on record since wow. the Bengals game two years ago when he lit up the AFC champs at home and brought us back like the guy is has a flamethrower front arm he's extremely accurate when he's healthy and doesn't have four broken ribs i saw a lot from him i'm
0: being serious no i get it okay so how about this here's another question then so you bring in mike white he's not going to get a big contract like he's not exactly number 10 on the list of like you know free agent projections right behind guys like baker and sam darnold and so you bring in mike white what are you going to use that money for you know, across the team, are you getting another weapon? Are you loading up on the line? Like, where would you use that extra 20-30 million?
1: Well, you need it, you need another receiver because right now you have one in Garrett Wilson. Maybe you have two in Elijah Moore, but you got to cut Davis with the cap. Yep. Um, everyone else is a throwaway. You kind of have a running back on one leg, so you're gonna need another running back as well. So a little bit with that, a little sprinkle there. You gotta get some linemen in there because Tomlinson wasn't great in his debut jet season. Um, yeah. Becton, who knows? Um, I still kind of like him. I still kind of have a lot of promise with him, but he might be cut as well or traded. And so then um, you're going to need a couple linemen as well. Um, Obviously quarterback. And then defensively, you're great at corner, obviously. You're probably going to need another linebacker. You're going to need some safeties, but you're kind of stuck with Whitehead, who was a disaster. Terrible. Um, You're stuck with Carl Lawson, who, again, not worth the money, was decent, I guess. Um, you got to pay Quinn and Williams because now he's due for a contract. So you're going to be paying a defensive tackle $25 million when he's not Aaron Donald. So you're going to be dealing with that. Yep. Um, w- which brings me to this Morgan. I, I want to tie the giants in here because who would you rather be? Would you rather be the jets in their current state or the giants in their current state? Even though you're the giants, Ooh. you just got to the playoffs. You just lost in the divisional round. I honestly think they're kind of in a dead heat of who you want to rather be right now entering the off season.
0: That's a good question, man. It is. I actually do think they're in a dead heat. I actually think as a Giants fan, I'd rather... Oh, man, this is going to be tough. I'm going to get roasted for this. Because you don't think, have a quarterback, I think that, both teams. I think, you really don't have a quarterback. I'm a believer in Daniel Jones, but we'll save that for another day. But I actually think... Put this way. I think the Jets have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl in two years. I think the Giants have a more likely chance of being like more consistent over those years. Like if the jets hit on quarterback and they bring in Rodgers and Brady or Brady, or even a Lamar Jackson, they have a good chance of coming out of the AFC, like a pretty good chance, like as good a chance they've had in probably 10 years. There's also a chance though, that they bring in someone and it's like not a fit. And all of a sudden they're back to, you know, four and 13 or something. So honestly, if like, I'm a betting man, who's going to win the next super bowl, I would say it's the jets. That being said, I do think the Giants are in a better, like, long term spot. They have a lot more cap space. They have a better GM, better coach. Yeah. So, you know, it's like they have the Giants of the foundation for long term success.
1: Exactly. So I, I think I would, stuff. I think, I think I would take the front office and the coaching of the Giants. So you would take them over the Jets. Yeah. And I think, I think the skill players, the young, the young player talent, I think it's, I think he can break even yeah. with that. And All I right, think, here. I think, I think I would go with them.
0: All right. I have a hypothetical then. So you so say you have roughly $30 million to spend on a quarterback, right? Between quarterback and then maybe a, like a weapon, right? Would you rather take Mike White and maybe trade for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, right? And, and you have to absorb his pretty big contract. Or would you rather sign a guy like Tom Brady and the receiver you bring in alongside with him is like Alan Lazard, who's a free agent? Mike White and D-Hop. Wow. So you'd roll Mike White, D hop, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin. That's like Brees Hall. That's your yes. As awesome much
1: player. as I love Brady and as much as I would love to see him in a Jets uniform, if I'm running the team and I'm the GM, I would take the 27 year old quarterback that whose whose arrow is pointed way up with a with a great receiver in D hop. I think I think you could win better off with that than an a, a not really mobile Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. No, that's tough, man. I mean, all right. So how about this? What is, there isn't a playoff mandate for the Jets next year. It is all about, uh, you know, they said there isn't a playoff mandate, although I feel like there are from the fans, right? What is a, what would you sign on the dotted line for like playoffs win the division AFC championship game? Well, you don't know the quarterback, but
1: what would you sign on for? It's got to be the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs. This is the yeah. NFL. You can't miss the playoffs 10 years in a row on a league designed to have parity win year in and year out. You could go last to first so easily in the NFL. Easier than any other sport. Like, how are you bad for this long with so many top draft picks? You, like, you have to make the playoffs. We have to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's why I'm so not patient with this with this coaching staff in this front office. They they got no, they've had 5 years at this the front office.
0: Nothing matters unless you make the playoffs. Nothing matters. Exactly. Nothing matters. Um all right, let's switch gears a little bit. I, I want to get your thoughts on big weekend coming up. We have the NFC Championship game, we have the AFC Championship game. I'm more excited for the Burrow versus Mahomes rematch as we know Bengals are 3-0 against Mahomes. We also got the Eagles versus the 49ers. What are your any like takes or thoughts you got going into these two games?
1: It just sucks having to watch Mahomes and Burrow again for the second year in a row as a Jets fan, knowing that you got to go through those two guys plus Josh Allen plus all the other quarterbacks once again. Yeah, but, um, loaded. I'm really excited for that. I think, uh, I think this Bengals team, I love how I love their confidence and I think they're great. I think their weapons are unbelievable and I think they could getting a shootout with the chiefs and win. So that's who I got there. But um, I'm also, I'm really excited for this. Uh, the Niners Eagles game as well. I think, um, I, I think the Eagles win that. And I think uh, all my friends, everyone that I trust is, is on this, is on the Eagles. So um,
0: I don't know. I uh, listen. I do think the Eagles are very legit. They obviously beat the crap out of the giants last week. The game was over in five the minutes. purdy regression Uh-oh. has
1: to come. The purdy the, regression has to come. He's not good. He makes terrible throws like five or six a game that should be interceptions almost.
0: <laughs> Plus, it's a it's a road game. He has to come across the across the continent to uh to Philadelphia. But the one thing I'm concerned about, and I've been saying this for a long time, is the Eagles haven't played a defense, the caliber of the 49ers. 49ers are the best defense in the league. The Eagles have been playing the Giants, the Cowboys, the Commanders, the Vikings. Like they haven't been playing good defenses all year. Mm. And let's be honest, like Jalen Hurts is not good in big games. Like people forget that like he hasn't played in a very big NFL game. This will obviously be his first big NFL game first NFC championship game. But in college, he lost the Clemson in the Deshaun Watson game where he had like a hundred yards and one touchdown the second year. He got benched for two, a halfway through the game after going like three for nine or like four yards. And last year he lost in his first playoff game to Brady let's not like rule Jalen hurts the best quarterback of all time. Like, I think this is a very, very big test for a guy who has never actually won anything. Like he's never won anything.
1: This is your best take. This is really, this is a really classic Morgan take because I love it because you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I've never been a big believer in Jalen hurts. And this is a great defense that he's going against. And I love D'Amico Ryans. And so, like they they kind of shut down the Cowboys completely last week, yeah. which I was surprised. That about. game was
0: not that close, by the way. People say it was close. It wasn't that close. No, they were never close. Game.
1: So, and I I don't know what you want to make of the Eagles absolutely destroying the Giants, like absolutely pummeling them. So I, I think don't know in
0: that game. Like I honestly, man, I realized it about five minutes into the game. Um, uh,
1: you know, you knew it right off the kickoff almost. I
0: knew right off the kickoff. I said this in the open. I think the Giants had part of this like happy to be here mentality, which just doesn't work in the NFL playoffs. I think part of it was like, Dable, good coaching doesn't like you don't overcome a, a team like the Eagles when you're the Giants. Yeah. Um, I also think they were just like this team. We said this from the moment I started this podcast. There are certain teams in the league that are not capable of overcoming turnovers, right? Like Vrabel said that about the Titans a couple weeks ago um the giants were not capable of overcoming turnovers in the first two two of the first three drives second drive turnover on downs after going four and fourth and seven and then obviously the daniel jones pick to make it 21 nothing so like after that point it was over they just weren't capable of overcoming turnovers but i i think this game on sunday is going to illuminate that jalen hurts is not as good as people think he is that's all i'm saying i don't think I don't think, I don't, they, I don't think I don't, Purdy's
1: as good as, as people think. But he doesn't honestly. have to be.
0: That's the difference. He, Jalen Hurts has to be good for the Eagles to win. Purdy does not have to be an all-pro for the Niners to win. That's the difference. You know
1: you're going to hear it from the Philly fans if they lose. Oh, the Hurts the Hurts injury excuses are just going to come right at you.
0: Yeah. I mean, put it this way. You're giving the Niners two and a half points. They haven't like lost in the last, what, 10 weeks? Mm. I would take two and a half points easy for them. I think it's going to be a classic game. I think the Niners defense is going to absolutely shock the Eagles and it's going to be, I think they win by two touchdowns. I think they can win like 24 to 10 and just like totally shock the Eagles, but we'll see. But, I don't know. Man, what about, uh, do you think Mahomes is healthy? You think like, what's the story there?
1: I mean, my sources are saying he's got a bad ankle and, um,
0: sprained ankles tough. That's
1: not easy. I, give me a healthy burrow over a hurt Mahomes. I don't think that's a debate. So um because i think both of them healthy i think it's a a pretty big argument because i think that's how good burrow has been um especially this past year and a half so i don't know like i if mahomes is banged up like i think the Bengals can can score on this chief's defense so like the chiefs are going to be like they need to catch like keep up so
0: yeah the, the one thing i feel like though dan that people aren't really talking about is like the Bengals offensive line is not good. It's been their no. sort of Achilles heel for the last couple couple of years, honestly. But it wasn't and good
1: last year. It was it, it, wasn't it was good last year. it was worse last year.
0: It wasn't good last year. Um last week they played pretty well against a Bills pass rush that has been nothing without Von Miller and people are, will not talk about that, but losing Von Miller totally crushed that team. Um but I don't know, man, the Chiefs were second in sacks this year. Chris Jones is an all-pro interior offensive or defensive lineman like that Chiefs pass rush could make life really hard for Burrow. And I also don't like that the entire world's on the Bengals. Like that feels way too obvious to me. Mm-hmm. I, I did read that Mahomes is moving around pretty well. They're at home. It's pretty much uh even spread money line. So I think that they're actually it's now Chiefs minus one, but I think the Chiefs I think the Chiefs win this game. I think people are gonna now start saying Mahomes needs to find a second ring, and I think he wants this a lot more than people people are letting on. I think we're gonna see a Chiefs forty nine or Super Bowl. I think I think there's no chance the Eagles win. I think the second game's a toss up.
1: I, I I'm just glad we got I think the four best teams in the NFL. Yeah. In the in the final four.
0: Can can I also give a take? Yeah. I'm so tired of the Bills. Like they have the Grizzlies. Kind of like they, the Grizzlies of the NFL. Anything. They haven't done anything. Yeah, exactly. Like they actually haven't done anything. Nothing. Like they I mean, obviously they're in that legendary championship game it wasn't even a championship game last year, right? It was when they lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round, right? Yep. Um yep. They, you know, I was the NFL
1: changed the overtime rules. Yeah, after. like
0: Josh Allen has so many plays where he just does not look polished. Um I don't know. It just felt like that defense could not stop anything. Like Jamar Chase and T Higgins were just going off on that team. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just tired of like the Bills being America's team. Like, yeah, they're yeah. a fun team. I like the I like them jumping through the tables. The snow is obviously very cool. I like Josh Allen. He seems cool. But, like, let's be honest here. They're no different than, like, you know, most teams at
1: this point. And everyone's pencil them in before the season, you know, right yeah. in the Super Bowl. Are they and the they Cowboys for- now? Yeah.
0: I mean, they're kind of <laughs> like – they're in Cowboys territory now. Like, everyone's like Stephen A. Smith's pick to win the year, but never actually does much.
1: Mm-hmm. So. You're not wrong.
0: All right. Well, listen, thanks for coming on, Dan. Uh, Appreciate you as always, man. I'm always pulling for the jets just for you and you know, all of our other buddies out there. But I think if you're a Jets fan, you have a lot to be happy about. So.
1: Appreciate you, Morgan. Always huge fan. Um, Thank you for this. This is awesome. And uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: Of course, man. Talk soon. Yep. All right. It was great having Dan on the show. A very entertaining Jets fan as always with that want to kick it off into the weekend. Giants fans, you should be very excited about where we are moving forward. Jets fans, I think you should be cautiously optimistic that you're a quarterback away from the playoffs. And I am very excited to be watching two awesome championship games this weekend with absolutely no horse in the race. So with that, hope everyone has a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week.